0: Hi, my name is Antonia Dominguez, and I'm Linda Coogan, and you're listening to Wine, the Long and the Short of It, in proud partnership with Give Wine a Future. Welcome, everyone, to our Christmas special episode. God, I really missed recording, Linda. don't know how you feel. <laughs> I missed you so much, Antonia. But we didn't miss each other because we saw each other <laughs> a lot. But we we miss recording, so this is great, and to be talking about such a uh, a great topic, uh, such a delicious topic as uh, Christmas food and wine pairings, best of fun. Yeah. So look, um, will we just dive straight into it from sort of canopies right through to cheese boards? Offer yeah, up whatever we can in terms of you know our um, recommendations and what we drink ourselves. I suppose. Yeah,
1: I'm actually curious to see, you know, if we're quite similar, because I know you do like traditional kind of meals as well um, as me and I, I don't do the cooking. I think you do a fair amount of cooking in your house. So it'll be interesting to see where we are and um, be great to hear from people as well um, via social media and that to see what they enjoy um, for their t- traditional Christmas dinner.
0: So do yeah. you want to kick off? Sure. So um, I know you start very early, Linda. I don't start quite as early as you do. <laughs> I start. And Santa, Santa
1: arrives what? for me, along with the kids, I was stocking <laughs> that um, I always seem to get this gorgeous, little, cute, little half bottle of Innocent Bystander uh, pink muscato, and it is just the perfect. Thank you, Santa. He does it every year without fail, and that's my little sweet sparkling little low alcohol five point five percent, and it gets me quite happy with the hot chocolate with the kids in the morning. So yeah, I do start a little bit earlier than most, I, I, I guess. So what but, um, time is this then? I suppose we try to hold off till about seven. Now the kids are like, what, 12 and six. So I think we can push it out till about seven. which
0: is. So fun. you're breaking out the pink Moscato at seven.
1: Yeah, well, maybe we'd let them have a bit of fun for half an hour. Or so I might have a cup of tea and then okay.
0: the bubbles come out. OK, so I don't we don't start quite as early as you do. I think, Linda, you're probably unique.
1: <laughs> or Maybe well, not. Yeah, I don't know. People
0: might tell us differently. Um, but we know we start probably, um, you know, at a more um, civilised hour. Respectable. <laughs> at um, about 12.30, 12, 12.30, we break out the canopies. Yeah. So, yeah, I am. I am quite a traditionalist and I do tend to make them to be the, the cook in the house. So uh, canopies are not very fussy, you know, smoked salmon, really good quality um, on on really good brown bread. Um, I do like this fresh crab um, canopy, which is sort of fresh crab with a little bit of chopped red chilli, not not hot. But, you know, just adding a little hint of of, of heat, but not being spicy um, coriander a um, bit of chopped mint lime juice lime zest and a bit of creme fraiche and i kind of mix it all up and i put it in a tiny little volivant, like little volivants. you can buy them in in little i think i bought them um but look it can change and then i usually have a bit of a half a couple of hot cannabis things like tempura prawns and things like that so yeah. straight off that has to be bubbles and we we do go like champagne you know so um but look, champagne, it's it is costly and it's not everyone's budget and it is special occasion and so on. And um, for me, I think the um, the champagne that I love really is is well, I love a lot of them. But um, it would be either Charles Heidsic or uh, Bollinger would be my go to's for the champagne. I, I love the Charles Heidsic because I think it offers so much quality for the price. And I know that yeah, sounds a bit bizarre. That's one of my favorites as well. Yeah. yeah. And I think that sounds a bit rich when you're talking about 65, 70 euro, but for the complexity it offers and for the, you know, the depth of flavor and, and the quality, I mean, they use, I think 40% reserve wine and the reserve wine in their blend is like, has an average age of, I think, um, sorry about that. They use 10 year old reserve wine in the blend. So lots of richness, lots of complexity. Um, and um another another sort of traditional method one that i love is night Timber. it's from england and i think i've talked about the, this one before in previous episodes just that, that i that's think that's on the champagne now no it's an english that's sparkling it, wine yes. made in the champagne met with the mm-hmm. champagne method and i just think it's exquisite really elegant and refined lots of finesse probably a little bit more high in the acidity searingly high acidity um but that's another one i love but while i'm on the topic i suppose just to give a few um alternatives in terms of or would you want to cut in here with your bubbles or your canopies? Well, yeah no Are I, the, I would I would normally,
1: you know, at a, a more respectable hour like yourself, around twelve, twelve thirty, we would have um mm-hmm. I do a little bellini, smoked salmon creme fresh and dill bellini. Um, again, Lovely. I don't make the little Bellini things, but they're really cute and sweet. Um, Sorry. Like, yeah. <laughs> are
0: you saying Bellinis? Because Blin- uh, Bellinis.
1: Bellinis <laughs> is the cocktail. Bellinis.
0: <laughs> Bubbles with you like your shoes.
1: Sorry. Yeah, Bellini. thanks. Yeah. Right, okay. what, do you, what do they call them?
0: Bellinis, are they? B-L-I-N-I. Yeah. Blini. Not Bellinis. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you know what Great. I mean. Bellini yeah, no, I just had things. to. We have to go there, Linda. Or well, maybe yeah, I have words. a Bellini as well. A nice yeah, cocktail. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, no, I would normally go for the Paul Roger um non vintage. Um I really like that because it's a an equal blend of the three grapes and champagne or Lovely. um the the Charles Heisick as well. Um mm. and also another one that I'm I'm contemplating having is it's actually not a cava, it's a sparkling from Spain. Um I'm sure you're gonna help me pronounce this um Reventus. is that? Raventos.
0: I actually had that one down to mention. There you
1: are. Look at there us. I think we should maybe get together next Christmas and have our dinners together.
0: And <laughs> we'll just be like mm. what you wish for with family dramas that take place <laughs> <laughs> so, on Christmas day. I know
1: Janie Mac is definitely for uh, family drama on on Christmas but anyway. Yeah. Another podcast episode that would be <laughs> So go um, on, uh, tell me about your starters then. Oh no! You oh, want before to talk about we
0: go there? Yeah, wow. just for alternatives for people who are like, ah, oh, look, I'm not going to spend that kind of money on bubbles. You know, fair mm-hmm. enough. So, um, we both tasted a champagne mm-hmm. from Aldi recently that we were impressed by um, at a special Christmas Aldi kind of tasting. Um, champagne Philozo, I think it's called, or Philozot. I imagine it's Filizot. Um, and it comes in its own individual case, so it's presented very nicely. But I just thought it was it was like super stuff for the price. I think it was. Twenty nine ninety nine, And I thought it offered a lot at that price. Um, yeah, it definitely had, um, it ticked all the boxes. It had, you know, lovely, crisp, refreshing acidity, but it had a little bit of complexity too. I thought it was a great alternative. Um, and then just going on to what you mentioned there, Cava's or Cremence, both of them made in traditional methods. So again, we're talking about a um, little bit more quality. And um, the Reventos was, was definitely one on my list not sure where you can, I think uh, some of the independents. Yeah, most, which mostly
1: um, independents. I know that. Um,
0: Anyone's I off the top of your head? Wines. Yeah, right. we'll be telling people. Anyway. Bagot bag Street? Bagot Street, I think as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah, well, look, we can do, I think we're going to do a, a roundup of all our recommendations um very shortly. So we can include this, but it won't be just for for the Christmas wines that we're recommending, but everything we have recommended in previous episodes. So the Reventos, um, and then the Villaconchi Cava is a really popular one. It's it's a, a pretty good, reliable um, example of a Cava. Villaconchi, you like you like that? You're always sure. Oh, the Blue Label one. one. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: that's an absolute superstar. I
0: love that yeah. one. Yeah, and Cremants. Going back to yeah, the Cremants from France. Um, again, Aldi. We tasted the Cremont de Jura, which I thought was really good. Again, at, at the price point. And then, of course, there's Prosecco. So if you're going to go down the Prosecco route, that's you know perfect fresh and fruity you can't beat it um but i would be probably steering towards a prosecco from the uh valdo bianne uh, well, appellation valdo well. and um, you'll see it on the label it's just a sort of a slightly higher sub-appellation within the prosecco region and the one i like is valdo they so kind of a unique bottle as well um and you can get it in all the independents and um and also, I think important to mention magnums and, you know, how brilliant they can be. Um, if you think about it, you know, we usually, you know, most people have a few a few people around um, for the canopies. And I don't know about you, but we always end up opening more than one bottle. So a magnum yeah. is a great solution and it's, you know, it usually can get you know, a bit of value there. So um I'm not
1: necessarily now. It's usually no, okay. double or me. Like it's not okay. usually cheaper, I'd have to I, say now.
0: Okay, well, I was thinking of the one again that we tasted in uh, at the Aldi tasting. Um, it was well, Costellore yeah, like, that was Coste really, DeLore 20 DeLore. Prosecco Magnum um, at twenty euro, mm-hmm. and it was it was it was decent stuff. It was really quite nice and refreshing and fruity, and it was uh, as you said twenty euro. So that's the equivalent of ten euro bottle. So I thought that was great.
1: Um, another one that I I don't normally have it. Uh, sorry, I haven't had it before. Um, at home is the Graemebeck uh, Rosé. It's a traditional sparkling wine from South Africa and I absolutely fell in love with this. I had a glass in Library Street um, and I just thought it was absolutely stunning. So it's a really, really dry, crisp, but gorgeous berry fruit um, and I, that's definitely coming out on Christmas Day at some point
0: for me. Lovely. So Linda, in relation to starters, I we kind of skip over starters because we've just stuffed our faces with canopies um, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so and then we go on to stuff our faces with everything else we kind of yeah I know a lot of people do starters and it's important but in terms of what people what I've seen people do um it's usually a light enough starter seafood you know prawn cocktails scallops maybe some people serve soup so if I was recommending I would veer towards um a crisper leaner style of white um. So. Depending on the price point, again, um, you can go really premium with a nice Chablis or Sancerre. Although I would I would have to say that I'd probably encourage people to move away from those regions this year just because it's really hard to get value for money in those regions. We've had nothing but vintage and supply problems and that's driving the price up. And um, I think you can just get so much more quality for your money elsewhere. Um. Rieslings again if you have the budget for it I talked about previously about Peter Jakob Kuhn Riesling which was the stunning one we tasted at the Finlater um, taste portfolio tasting we talked about that one before it's beautiful but there's loads of great Rieslings out there and um, Gruner um, another lovely crisp style uh, zesty lemony you know lemon lime notes and brilliant with seafood um, Domaine Vacau is one that I could recommend uh, again going into mid price points a suave we talked about piero pan and um, there's another nice suave monte carbonara I think mac and way do that one so oh, you'll find it in the interesting opinion. shape bottle as well it's not it a shape, kind of shape bottle it's it's interesting it's really nice that's right
1: and i'd actually I go with a, a lugana do you know the montanale lugana i have is that one i've tasted i don't think i've tasted that one no that's a really really nice wine that i think is gorgeous as well for a kind of fresh nice style but it has a little bit of complexity as well
0: okay I wanted to mention Acertigo from Greece because I've seen it rear its head a little bit in in more mainstream channels which is brilliant mm. so assertigo is again quite lemony a little bit of sort of herbal a few herbal notes there a little bit nutty um, a little bit higher in alcohol because it comes from Greece um, from a warmer climate um, but very high acidity which makes it great for things like seafood so um, but there's one that I've seen in Super Value, and it's called the main, let me see if I can pronounce this, Papagenacos. So it's in around the €20 Euro, um, price range, but really, really good stuff, really beautiful. Um, and then there's other options, like um, from Portugal, from Alentejo. There's a, a great one, Florau, um, Quinta de Fontesoto. I, okay, you know, sorry, it's a mouthful. Just, you'll see Florau. <laughs> And again, um, quite So zest, you don't actually limberness. eat starters, you drink all these wines in, between, in instead just, of actually eating a I'm starter. A ball, just move on to the liquid stuff. <laughs> I, I'm having a ball pretending I'm, I'm going with the starters and what I'd pair with them. Um, I just want to mention two more. Verdejo, There's um I mean, it's very aromatic and uh, as we've said in the past, great alternative to Sauvignon Blancs and O'Brien's have a really nice one at a brilliant price point because, again, I'm conscious of price points here. So we're coming down to sort of 12 euro now a bottle de Alberto Organic Verdejo. It's one we showed um, just this week at uh, at a tasting of Rueda Wines and um, yeah, so I just think that's yeah, that's another really nice option for. I for think that's sounds
1: special at the moment, though. I don't think it's not always normally 13. okay. Yeah, it's normally. normally sixteen, I think. Um, again, love that wine. So, Camille, um, I would have um, we 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 mix it up with our starters a fair bit, um, and I like to have lots of different nibbles, so smaller portions. But um, I have a crab salad, lump crab salad, again, very similar to the style that you've said that you make yours with a, a tiny bit of chili and um, fresh lime juice and stuff like that with creme fraiche. Gorgeous, with gorgeous crunchy leaves. Um, and I also have um prawn cocktail that would be a staple and then uh, prosciutto and melon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it. nineteen eighties. So yeah, no, I know, but it's amazing. <laughs> really? it's I so love nostalgic, that and everyone is exactly. like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." Mm, so I do. Like I I make the starters. Um, I don't do anything else. Then I get my jobs out of the way. But I found um the Cortesan Riesling. I don't know if you know that one. It's from Clare Valley in Australia. I do. And I do. Yeah. I really like that wine. So I think I think that's what I'm going to go for. Okay. Now, I can be persuaded to go elsewhere, but just at the moment, I think that that one, it's about 17, you can get it between 17 and 23 euro, yeah, depending on where you can it okay. up. Okay. But um, I, I think it's a cracking little wine. It's kind of got that lime and elderflower going on. So, it, you know, it really works with the crab um, in particular. And also we sometimes do, um, uh, not grilled prawns, um, baked prawns with, with garlic um, mm-hmm. as well. Some nice. Prawns. That's a bit too heavy, actually, when you're going to go on. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. But I really like a Riesling <laughs> to kind of get the the yeah. taste going with the acidity and all that. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, so lively on the palate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good choice. Okay, so straight to the main event, because I was like, this is probably going to be a two-parter. We were talking about this um, before recording. I was just saying, God, there's so much to say. And I kind of feel like I'm racing through it, but that's just because there's so much to pack in. Um, So, the main event, obviously, we're aware that. Not everybody is traditionalist. Not everybody will be cooking or eating turkey. But I think we'll start with turkey and then yeah. maybe we'll discuss some alternatives. Do you like turkey? That's a good question. I love it at Christmas time. I, there's no other time of the year that I would ever eat a t- turkey. Same. Like but but I, I
1: actually think it's a little bit boring.
0: It's very bland. Like for me, do you know that way? Yeah, it can be. But there's something about the flavour of the meat. If it's cooked while it's super juicy, I just think like, there's nothing that I could imagine I could substitute it for. Do you know, like I just um, I do think it's quite distinctive in flavour as compared yeah, with no, chicken. No, the
1: mother-in-law is probably going to listen in, but she always does a good job of the old turkey. <laughs> <weaker. laughs>
0: now, don't get me wrong. I, do you know what? I love things like uh, goose and, and pheasant. And I love all that kind of winter game and i always try to um cook a goose at some like at some point um during the christmas period but you like trying to get a goose this christmas is like um basically it's like the holy grail it's really <laughs> yeah it's um i don't know why they seem to be really scarce um what well, someone told by the food experts that i work with and um super, super expensive if you can get your hands on one. And I don't know if you've cooked them before, but I don't uh, no, no. Well, like there's hardly any meat on them. Yeah, it couldn't yeah, be bothered it's down. Sorry, I'm a total
1: picker. Like I get the first bit of everything, anything that's cooked. I'm have to make sure it's OK for everyone. All you know?
0: oh, right. OK, total
1: Fair picker. <laughs> yeah.
0: So Turkey, you go first. So,
1: well, you see, it's again, it's like for me, it's not just about the turkey, it's about the, you know, everything else that goes with that total traditional dinner with the ham, how it's cooked, whether you've got cloves in it, whether you've got, you know, your honey and all that with the with the roast ham. And actually something that I, when I was reading up about this, I haven't, I love red cabbage, but it's not something I'd normally have a Christmas dinner. So definitely that's been included this year. We usually have, you know, the usual carrots, broccoli. Brussels sprouts, the mash, loads of different types of potatoes and, you know, creamy and loads and loads of butter. And um, yeah, I mean, it's all about how they are cooked and they're usually cooked with lots of cream and butter and just they're richer and heavier. So for me, again, I completely echo what you said. We would have always kind of gone for, you know, years, I suppose years ago, go for your traditional Sancerre or Chablis. For me, I'm looking for um, kind of lightly oaked chardonnay, shocker. Um, we haven't mentioned sherry, Antonia, yet. We'll, we'll get there, of course. Don't you worry. Oh, you know,
0: I know, oh, I know. oh my gosh. Um, wait. But of course, I'm, I'm oh, saying chardonnay. Stall it. stall it for a second. I did mean to bring it in. <laughs> I meant to bring it in when we were talking about the canopies because I was I was going to say, and sorry to put in, I was going to say that for people who aren't into bubbles, you know, you have to consider alternative aperitifs as such. So I was going to mention things like white port and tonic. Um, and this can apply as well as if you're just having a gathering or a bit ready. of a soiree before or over the Christmas period. Um, obviously, G&Ts are very popular, but white port and tonic. And then I was thinking about a vermouth. And I talked about like sherry-based vermouths. Or diff- There's loads of great vermouths out there. of brilliant aperitif with like a twist of orange on the rocks. Um, or you could even, you know, I mean, make a Negroni, which is used you know vermouths. Yeah. Well, lot, lot, of, of, <laughs> lot of alcohol. Okay. A lot of alcohol. What time is fair enough. That. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair enough. But obviously another um another great aperitif would be a phenar Or an no among shocker. So there you go. Go on now back to the turkey. The turkey. Uh, yeah. So um I um
1: I usually go for um a lightly oaked um Chardonnay. And I would go for a pinot noir, um, generally, and then sometimes I'd go for a Cote de Rome Village because um a Cote de Rome Village, it you know, they're they're not it's not a Bordeaux, it's not too tannic or anything like that. And I open it up a good bit in advance and just let it breathe. And I think the fruit coming through with a Cote de Rome Village works with all the different flavours that come together for the meal and it doesn't overpower anything. Um, and then some people just don't like Pinot Noir because it might have that earthiness or whatever. I tend to go for um, a New World in New Zealand. Um, I think the Edge is one that I've had recently, and I think that that's a cracking wine for about twenty, twenty-two quid from New Zealand. Um, I think it's Marlborough, and um, but there was it's a actually, new um,
0: Martinborough. Mar is the Martinborough, yeah, uh, yeah, and it's yeah, we sell it and and and. It's, it's very popular, but it's great because Martinborough in particular it's is, not is known fruity. for, yeah. well, it's known for being sort of a higher quality appellation versus some of the others in New Zealand. So, yes, yeah, so it's a good recommendation. Yeah. Um, I'm
1: going I'm to attempt to pronounce this one. Um, what did I do with it now? Uh, it's a lovely uh, Pinot Noir from Lacavo. Again, in a good few independents, I am going to call it Uh it's A M B or O I S E, Ambros, Ambros, Burgonya, Ambra, Ambros, Burgonya, A M B
0: or O, A M B or O I S E, Ambra, Oh Jesus! Sorry, curse. <laughs> That's really hard to get around that word. It sounds like
1: the Ambrosia cream. That's what I'm yeah. going to say. Do <laughs> like, you know? Um, but I got that in Martin's off license. I actually said to the lads, I said, pick pick me a wine. I don't know what I want. I don't want that too heavy. And he said, open that up now. And I brought it home and I thought it was absolutely gorgeous. About 25 quid for the Villivan Old Vines. And it is delicious. So it's a little bit more earthy and you definitely know it was from France rather than the New World. But I think it's a really little classic style that I definitely will have a bottle of that at some stage over Christmas as well. Great. Okay. So they would be me in a nutshell for the moment without taking up too much time. Go on and you tell me what you would have for your traditional dinner.
0: Well, um, I. And would you have any extra sides that I haven't mentioned? No. Yeah, I agree with you that it really depends on things like sauces and sides and so on. And because we all know on its own, it's a. It's poultry. It's delicate. You know, you wouldn't want a big wine to like a big red to overpower it. But then, when you introduce things like cranberry sauce and mustard with your ham and and so on, or a, a rich gravy, that changes things. In terms of sides, we do again, yeah, everything you mentioned. Um, parsnips, parsnips, carrots, is something, yeah, parsnips always. Comes parsnips, out, like Christmas oh out. yeah, big time. Um, parsnips, carrots, Brussels sprouts there are a few red cabbage lovers in the house so we we have a bit of that as well um and your stuffing and um i love stuffing stuffing i know and you know know, it has to be made from scratch oh yeah then you can you know you can do all sorts of stuffing i love like producing a a different stuffing every year just
1: oh really oh no no i'm just very much sage and onion
0: i i I, I sorry mess around with it I correct what I just said. I I do a traditional stuffing and then I'll do a different stuffing. All right. Okay. Fair enough. That's okay.
1: Because no, I hate all these things. It's just like plain and simple. And then a little taste or something by
0: all means. But don't ruin the classics. No, I I agree with that. I agree with that. And again, um, unless you're lucky enough to have consensus around the table regarding, well, we're all white wine drinkers or we're all red wine drinkers. You have to think about both. Presumably. So, um, so for me, I'm with you. I would go because of the richness of the food with all your sides and your butter and your sauces and everything. I would definitely go towards a richer style of white. And for the reds, I don't want too robust a style, like a big tannic heavy style. I want something that's light to medium bodied so it doesn't kill the turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the whites, um, like last year, yeah. Look, I I tend to spend a bit of money on good wines. I mean, I'm not saying you know that I would I would drink these wines every day of the week. There's certainly a special occasion. But last year, I picked the Redoma Branco Reserva from Portugal, and it it was uh, like seriously delicious. It was, um, you know rich and toasty, it had, it was very Burgundian in style, even though it was made from a blend of white grapes in in, um, Portugal. It had loads of complexity, plus minerality, plus the fruit, plus the toast. And it was just a gorgeous, gorgeous white. But I think it was, I don't know, around 36 euro a bottle. Um, Oh, I
1: thought it was more than that. No, I thought it was more. I would like, wow, Mm. that's that's an excellent uh, suggestion, because that's why you bought me for my birthday. That's right. And I thought you spent way more on me.
0: (laughs) I'm not. <laughs> hanging myself yeah. now no no I actually did <laughs> um, no but that's a crack of wine um,
1: for that price it really is um, well, really really good because
0: we for both adore me, that
1: we do. it's not like a Chardonnay it's something different yeah
0: well for me the equivalent from somewhere like Burgundy would be like twice the price minimum that's the point of this and yeah. I think Burgundy like Oakie. Whites from Burgundy are the ideal, the ideal pairing for the turkey dinner, the traditional turkey dinner, but nobody has, well, maybe you do, but I don't have the, like few people have the wallet for like big, like gorgeous Burgundian white wines, especially um, the prices that you're seeing recently. So um, so that's one. Another one would be like a similar style, the Sean Smith M3 Chardonnay from Adelaide Hills in Australia. And I mentioned this previously. Um, as a wine recommendation. And then I, I've also talked about Rochine Curly, her Ali another really great example, or her San Roman, both from Burgundy. Um, but, yeah, but they're they're excellent price points. Plus, yeah. Yeah, excellent price points. Yeah. And just like really crisp and mineral and, and elegant, but also that lovely little toast and just that little bit of texture. Um, so I think they're brilliant options. Um, again, in the premium side of things, Chaya i Tasted this recently at um, Best of Spain tasting, but it is in I think Wine Online do it and a few wine others. Wine Online
1: only have sixty bottles of it. Do they? Right. Okay. Only sixty bottles. That's all they could get their hands on, and one of them has gone away.
0: Yeah. All oh, right. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> so forget about the chai abyss. <laughs> Um Delheim. Or
1: get on to Wine Online and, and get some now. Yeah. It's, it's 30, Thirty-three well euro, I think. Is it? Thirty-three yeah? euro. Okay. Um, um, but that's a steal as well 100%. And come to me do your family all like they 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 all like wine like yes. they enjoy nice quality wine they can appreciate it can they?
0: They can. I mean, I mean, I think um everybody's at their own stage of sort of appreciation as such. Mm-hmm. Um but certainly there was always um, a Gras for, uh, uh, for the Reds would be Rioja. And we'd usually in the whites, we'd go France, we'd go somewhere like, you know, people probably would assume Spain, but no. Um, it would be, yeah, there'd be like a Chablis or a really good Macon or something like that on the table. Um, so quite classic in their taste. Mm-hmm. But now, thanks to. So a certain person, there's all sorts being presented, and I have to say, very much appreciated around the table. Yeah, they, they yeah, our, my clan enjoy good wine. Um, imagine would be the opposite now, I'd, I'd tell you. So, okay. I'd have You'd, I'd have a few
1: non quality drinkers that they wouldn't really mind, and they might add little elderflower cordial or
0: <laughs> sparkling oh water to it.
1: So, we'd okay. have, yeah, I'd have, um, there'd be three of us that would be into the quality and then Mm there will be different wines served as well that wouldn't be um, okay Sure, they wouldn't get it they wouldn't want it she doesn't like you know so what did you do
0: do you have another selection of wines that you put on the table for people who maybe have a different taste or they want just a certain profile like just a fresh and fruity or they want it a little bit sweet or whatever you just okay
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. are you Um, going to share those
1: the the Paparou de Pinot Noir and it's only like 10 to 12 quid that is on the kitchen on, on the kitchen table the big dining room table yeah and I would normally have just an Albarino because they're not into, yeah. um, you know, the big, rich kind of style. They just don't like it. So,
0: But that's not to say that an Albarino wouldn't be fantastic or can't be like up there in the quality and price stakes. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. Like, that like it's the, yeah, no, it's, they're not cheap and yeah. cheerful. It's just yeah. <laughs> they don't
1: want that heavier style and wouldn't appreciate yeah. if you spent 50 That's fair enough. Up yeah. Up
0: yeah. Up. no, I, so I think I, it th- depends
1: who you're entertaining. That's fair enough.
0: Yeah. Or who's no. entertaining
1: you because I never cook. I just be entertained. Yeah.
0: Yes. Well, it's good for you if you can get away with it.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I have for a long time. It's great.
0: Yeah. No, like to be honest, I, I think, uh, you know, it's great when you have people around the table who are happy to say, look, open minded, happy for you to recommend and pair. And like usually they enjoy whatever's being put forward, you know. So, but I do get it that some of these wines can be a little bit, um, too complex or too rich for everyone's palate but I think when you're when you've had a, a few bubbles and you've had a bit of this and a bit of that and you're in you know in the throes of the meal like you know people are just going with the flow and they're enjoying yeah. but certainly yeah you, you know there's no need to spend like 35 euro a bottle on on, on a wine that somebody doesn't really understand I like think <laughs> how complex and amazing and special this wine is you know like a really mean when they'd be as happy with a you know 12 euro. Does that sound awful? What I've just said, no, I feel no. like it sounds a bit like, like, I, like oh, we're I, not going to would... spend the money on the people who have no, like, want, no, like,
1: that Mac, no, for, for me, it's like there is no point and they wouldn't appreciate it. They're more yeah. than welcome to have a glass of it, but they don't like it. So, yeah. I'm not getting a load of something for people to force it down their,
0: their, yeah, <laughs> fair the okay. Anyway, so go, 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 go. as usual with the long of it, I have a, little, a few more <laughs> options for the turkey dinner. So I was still talking very much on the premium side, and I wanted to include the, the Delheim Chardonnay Lee at that O'Brien's. That's stunning. Yeah, that's excellent wine. And I actually think the price point is really good. I think it's somewhere in the 20s, and it's a, it's a fabulous wine um, of that style. And then the DMZ Chenin Blanc, now we're starting to come down to sort of 22 euro. And I love that from South Africa. Again, it's just slightly rounded and slightly toasty. But, you know, the fruit is there. The crispness is there. And I just think it just ticks all the boxes. If you are looking for an unoaked style and again, better price points, I would go to things like Godello because it tends to be a bit more round in style naturally without any oak influence. So the Gabadozil, from Telmo Rodriguez, I think it's around 17 euro. I still think that's it's an a, amazing, amazing yeah, mm-hmm. quality for, for money. Um Lafage Caldereta white wine, uh brought oh, in by Yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah. that's great because it's, again, it's got that roundness to it and it's got that fleshiness to it. Um, you know, but no oak and really good price point. Um you kind of think that there was a bit of oak, it's just the grapes would, themselves make that kind of more exactly textured and voluptuous, okay. Exactly. And I think I think this one is some from somewhere down in Languedoc. And I think Rhone is a really good um region for whites as well. If you want something a bit riper and rounder without the oak and the one I, I think there's a Marsan blend mm-hmm. from from the Rhone or you know, there's Marsan Roussan blends from the Rhone. But there's one in particular. I can't remember the name, of course. Um And then a Macon, Um any Macon, but there's a lot of deals out there with Macons I found. So there's Le Charme around 15 euro again, ripe and round. Um, I'm t- like, you're shaking your head. Why? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm mm,
1: yeah, it's it's grand. It's a nice safe option. It's, it's not, safe. not like oh, a real expensive. No, it's version, not. Why, it's, it's, it's not nice it's, and easy. Yeah.
0: I think that's a good one for a crowd pleaser. If yeah. you don't yeah. like what the you, know, what you just mentioned, you know, mm-hmm. but like a, like a decent quality Macon. Um, Tor de Colle Pecorino is again quite ripe and round and fleshy and it comes from boutique wines and I've tasted it recently and it, again it gives you that sensation of uh, like it's broad and it's kind of fat in, 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 on the palate kind of gives you the sensation of being a little bit richer in style um, and again good price points so um, and you, you mentioned one previously La, La Villette Chardonnay I love that I thought about that because I thought that was around the 15 euro price point and that could be a really good option with Turkey That's from vineyards around Paris, isn't that mad? You said
1: that, yeah. So I think I've, yeah. Oh, their Pinot Pinot is lovely as well. So they're a nice little twin. A a lovely gift to someone to give to someone as well, actually. Twin pack, yeah.
0: Now, I just, I was about to wrap up and I haven't mentioned reds. Sorry, Linda, you have to listen to me for a bit longer. Um, Again, we were talking about just going with something more light to medium bodied, um, bright and juicy in style. So Pinot Noir. So if you're going premium, There's so much like Atarangi, Craggy Range. There's great Pinot Noirs out there. But your Baruda is really, yeah, they're in New Zealand, because I think just Burgundy is so astronomically priced. Um, Riojas, I love it. I I mentioned I like a Rioja with the turkey. I just do. I just maybe it's just nostalgia. But um, I'm a big fan of the Marques and Murrieta Rioja in O'Brien's. And actually that comes in a Magnum as well, which is a great option. Exactly. yeah. Yeah. And um, the
1: Romaine Bilbao as well. That's a comes in Magnum as well. Yeah, a Mencia, a good Mencia, like the Petalos that I recommend. I wouldn't. Before. I definitely Why? would go a Mencia. It's too different. Maybe it'll I, work with the ham. Actually, maybe a bit more with the ham. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I d-
0: I don't think of it as being as different as you do. I mean, I know it's got a bit of earthiness to it. It just depends on the one. I I tasted a fabulous one um recently um. Montesa again it's, it's I think it's one of the palacios anyway it was fantastic. Um anyway, let's draw a line under that because I think we said enough about the turkey. We have to get on to alternatives. <laughs> so Linda, I think um yeah, we have to cover alternatives next, but we're going to wrap up our part one with a bit of a I don't know, is there a quiz and we'll cover the rest of <laughs> the quiz you ask. <laughs> and we'll cover alternatives and desserts and cheese board, wines, and party wines in part 2.
1: Yeah, I think people so, have listened for long enough to us. Yeah. Um, OK, you ready? OK, I don't know what this is, but let's go. You know, I had to do some sort of quiz. So you ready? Yeah. Let's go. What is it? I'm going to throw things at you and you have to okay. give me your answer. OK, right, let's go. And after your Christmas di- dinner, would you rather a nap or a walk? Oh, a nap. <laughs> nap. Yeah, <same. laughs> would you prefer Christmas on a sunny beach or snowy? Snowy all the way. Yeah, same. No okay. on the bar turkey Sambo
0: or Turkey Curry? Oh, Sambo with stuffing.
1: Yeah, definitely. And and potato Crisps. Oh, um yeah. hot whiskey or Bailey's coffee. Oof. Hot coffee? whiskey. Hot whiskey. Totally Bailey's coffee. I know you know. Um what are your
0: top three Christmas movies? Oh god. Trading places, the holiday, um and I don't want to be naff with love actually, but it just jumped into my head. What? Train Places as a Christmas one, really? Yeah, it's set at Christmas time.
1: I love it. It's So like Die Hard is a Christmas movie as well. Well, Die Hard is another one I like to watch, yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Um, Right, that's it for now. I feel bad. I have to ask
0: you some, but I don't have any.
1: Just, you know, my favourite Christmas movies, I suppose, would be It's a Wonderful Life, Santa Claus the Movie, and
0: Elf. Yeah. Elf, that's cute. Can you tell me a Christmas joke? Can I tell you a Christmas joke? Oh, God. Um, no, I can't. I'll have to pull out some of the corny Christmas cracker ones. <laughs> which is like... Okay,
1: folks, until next time, which will be really soon. <laughs> and yeah. Have a lovely, lovely,
0: lovely Christmas. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, so okay, let me ask you before we go, best what? top Christmas song. number, Just your number one Christmas song.
1: Band-Aid, Do They Know It's Christmas.
0: Really? You have been listening to Wine, the Long and the Short of It with me, Antonia Dominguez. And me, Linda Coogan, in proud partnership with Give Wine a Future.